Yo, what's up? This is the Everyday Experts Podcast. Again with me is Ben and Isabella. My name is Patrick. Um, and today we're going to be discussing networking. Um, networking is something that's super important. Um, and, you know, our credibility comes from doing it all through college. And, you know, how that's evolved throughout our college career and then now into our full-time jobs. So let's uh, not hesitate and let's jump right into it. So how the structure of this podcast is going to work is that we're going to do it chronologically. So we're going to start off with a freshman, sophomore year of college, how, you know, your net, we think your network should be focused there, then into junior and senior year, you know, focusing more towards working for an intern, uh, networking for an internship or a job. And then, you know, now, since we're in our full-time jobs, how it's evolved uh, within our careers. It's definitely so. a very diverse experience. There's not really one way to do it. I think we all had different experiences, so we can yeah. touch on that too. Yeah, there's no, there's, really no right or wrong way to do it exactly um but there are some boundaries that we will discuss but i don't know ben you got anything to say generally yeah i think starting off like networking has like a weird connotation sometimes about you know you definitely are strengthening the network for both people right like so never think that networking is just something that's only helping you and not the other person like it really should go both ways and and that's what you know, makes a strong network so that's all i would say and then let's jump in right so like what ne- networking is, like what it is, its definition is just meeting other people so you can move along in rank in life and hopefully make a job, come out of it, gain experience, right. yeah. go towards and your career. It's mainly focused on like career growth and job growth. Yes. But like right. early on, like networking is also just about expanding, you know, your, your base of people, right? And like for help or just for, you know, interaction, like down the line, like you never really know how a network is going to help you. Like it could be mm-hmm. professionally, socially, um, but I think for the most part, like we'll probably be focusing on yeah. on the professional side. Yes, it's you reaching out and accumulating knowledge that's relevant for the position that you're in. Yes, and um, so be, be, you know, go as a freshman and sophomore in college to start off right away. Um, you know, I was focusing my network so much more on you know first you know pe- uh, networking with people in my classes that were maybe a sophomore or you know, people in my fraternity to ask about classes, ask about majors and figuring that out. Because as a freshman, you're trying to determine your major, you're trying to, you know, figure out how to be successful in a college course, which is, you know, you know, fairly new to you. And so the networking is focused on older, older students. And how I personally targeted them was, you know, for me, I joined a fraternity, so it made it super easy. You're forced to go to chapter with all, not forced, but you know, you go to chapter because it's part of the fraternity experience and you meet all these guys and they've done it. And you know, what I found is that they're really helpful. So they taught me so many important things like, like using office hours wisely and, you know, get some, getting to know the teacher. Cause a lot of times that, you know, you, you bring your homework question into the teacher during office hours and they just do it for you um, and show you how to do it in a way that you know, that one-on-one experience is way more beneficial than um, just trying to learn it off a of PowerPoint that they post on Canvas or, or a class. So um, that was one thing that I learned. And, you know, not being a, fr- in, you know, as a freshman, it can be intimidating to talk to a senior. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, the seniors want to help. They want to help you. They they feel that they have a lot of knowledge that you don't have, and they, they want to share that. Um, they've you know, also they're a nice been enough there. person. They've yeah, been there. they've been there. Yeah, uh, I, I think it starts fraternity obviously helped us a lot just because you already have that base of, of older people to talk to. I think before that, it can honestly start even if you don't 
before you're in Greek life or you don't join Greek life, like getting involved in organizations for your major or for your, you know, areas of interest definitely helps. Like in engineering, there was a few engineering clubs or, or even just like study group areas that you could go and, and you just meet older people that, hey, like you should take this professor or mm-hmm. what classes are you in now? Like, oh, you know, this, you know, office hours really helped me versus like, you know, maybe you should try studying this way for this type of test. And just figuring out like what strategies work the best, it, it always helps to talk to somebody older. So yeah. whether it's in like a, you know, a, a formal organization like Greek Life or like a, like a not, excuse me, a service organization or mm-hmm. just like an interest group or it's just like sitting around the library with a bunch of older or people your age, like that helps too. You're also definitely getting your footing. Freshman mm-hmm. year, you don't know really, you're new to these classes and you're new to the aspect of what you would want to do with your life. I mean, it's a really, it's a pretty broad um, perspective on it. I don't know. It's just, you're going into it. You don't know much about, uh, I don't know when the classes you're taking, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do based on what I was taking. So if you find something, at least my advice is if you find something in a class that you're interested in, run with it, meet that professor Mm one-on-one, try and see who they would recommend you talk to go into classes like that. That's kind of how I figured a little bit of what I wanted to do. But just having that segue will take you in like take you more and lead you down the path of who you need to meet in whatever career path you want to take. So I think I think the biggest goal of networking as a freshman and sophomore is one, you want to you want to talk to people and find out what major you want to pursue. Right. right? Um, Second, you want to find out how to do be successful in classes. Third, Another one, you know, you want to figure out what social events to go to, what fraternity you want to join, clubs, and then also, um, lastly, like uh, what specific programs within your major once you've already decided. Like uh, at SMU, there was an alts program, and it was really high finance, and it was just a jump start to get into an investment banking job. That was a good recap. Yeah. I think you just got, so like the freshman year recap, boom, done. Yeah. And then... Like keeping that in mind, like freshman year is about right, like finding who yourself mm-hmm. yourself academically and then the resources you need, and like just getting getting plugged into those areas. Like it's very getting, new, exactly. Yes. And then after that, like Pat's saying, is once you've kind of figured out your your major path, you know what you're going to study, and then you know how you really want to go about that. It's what is that going to turn into, and in, for internships and then right. and jobs. So so internships is really kind of the big new first job for mm-hmm. pe- for people in our time because you really need a good internship to get a good job after college, yep. right? Yep. And it's a lot easier to get the internship versus the full-time role, um, which is something that I found. And, you know, a, a lot of people underestimate how early this recruiting uh, can start. Like, uh, I was yeah. a finance major, so the recruiting for consulting and investment banking jobs, which are two really popular positions out of college with that major, the recruiting for a intern, a summer internship for the summer before senior year of college starts like in in the summer of going into your junior year. So like a, a year, year in before, advance. Yeah. Yeah. So you you guys need to be ready for that. You need to be uh, you know prepared. prepared. Yeah. And a way to prepare your networking shifts focus, right? You're not doing a person to person interaction now. You're networking through uh, tools like LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, Isabel, I know you wanted yeah. to talk about that. Um, my experience was really different in terms of finding a job. I literally would, um, 
find people who I had connections with on LinkedIn, even if I didn't know them personally, I would just go ahead and connect with them. And if I got lucky and they connected with me, I'd send them a message and hopefully they'd meet on a Zoom call with me and we could just talk about it, about their role and um, see if it, I would maybe be a match if they could refer me to a recruiter. That was really how I went about job searching. But I also want to just put in the fact that with networking, with everything that we're talking about on this podcast it starts with you it's how much work you want to put in towards your future it really depends on how much you're willing to do i think that that's a really important idea because you can't just expect to join a club and meet a few people and expect them to take you all the way there you really need to be like keeping up with the people keeping up with your connections you know if someone got promoted in the job in a at a office that you want to work at you make sure you follow up with that person, congratulate them, see if there's any roles coming up open at that specific company. You know, it's just, it's all about how much effort you're willing to. I think with LinkedIn, you know, when I first started using it, all I did was reach out to um, recent SMU grads, which is the school Mm -hmm. that I went to. So I would, you know, you can go on LinkedIn, you can filter the company, filter what school they attended, and then what group, what location or whatever. So I would only reach out to them. But later I found that, People are pretty responsive, and you know, you know, even if you have a low success rate, you'd rather have a low success rate with a ton of people versus just a, a higher success rate with a small amount of people, because you want the number to, of people that you connect with at the firm that you want to work at to be the highest as possible. So reach out to literally everyone that's that's relevant. Um, that's what I found to be useful for me, and send them an email. And you know, I had a success rate probably of like fifteen percent to the people that I reach out to and I would schedule a call with them and honestly that helps you prepare for interviews because these interviews can for uh, you know summer internships can get very technical right mm-hmm. um, there's huge study guides out there for finance internships and there it's it's pretty overwhelming at first but you know how to stand out as a candidate is to prove to the interviewer once you get the interview that you have networked with people within the group and when you're able to drop like specific information that not many other candidates probably know that really wows the interviewer and that sets you up so much you know sets you up so well for getting the second round interview you know the super day and um you know hopefully getting that that job offer back to networking in terms of like you're looking for your first internship you're probably a sophomore in college and and there's a few routes you could go um you're obviously going to try to apply but sophomore year internships are tough because you know, a lot of companies would rather hire someone that's that's in their junior summer because then they're going to return full time the next year for a full time job. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more competitive when once you're you know you're not going to be graduating soon. Companies aren't as interested. So sophomore year, have an open mind. Just try to get some work experience, something that will help you in the next summer. Right, get get a different position, maybe a company that you're more interested in for a, a full time role or career after graduation. So for sophomore year, I'd say is. You know, network with who you can. Mm-hmm. Um, start with you know your strong network. Maybe if, if you're from a city that's not near your college, like go back home, see what you have a network there. That could that could be with people from your high school or family friends, or it could be anything. Just get something your sophomore summer and, and keep an open mind because because that'll really help you going forward. And and the network there 
you know, is going to help. So, so make sure you're keeping that. that I, I totally agree. I also think it's important to remember when you're a sophomore or your summer after sophomore year that it's more about the experience that you get. That's like a really vital year to gain experience in whatever field you might want to go into because when you do eventually want to apply to jobs, people aren't really so much caught up in where you worked or what, like, they're more caught up in what you did, what you learned, what right. you could bring to the right. table later on. And yeah. having things under your belt early is so important if i could have done design back my sophomore year in that summer and i mean obviously i didn't realize i was going to do it so much now but if i had that under my belt i would be way further along right now just it's more about milking people for experience right really it's it's all about that and then what once you have like a work experience turning that into just a new tool in your networking right leverage yeah yeah leveraging that to benefit yourself and Mm -hmm. and um you know, there's uh, definitely, I think, a, I think a big step between sophomore year and then networking or getting in more experience and then jumping to junior year and getting right. experience there. Right. Um, so like 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 we said, as a good recap for, um, you know, freshman, and sophomore, you're, you're networking with people around. And then and then the recap, uh, you know, as a good recap for freshman and sophomore year networking, you're networking with people that, you know, people within your community at whatever university, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, family, friends, close friends. And then the shift uh, to junior and senior year, you know, you're focusing more on using tools now like LinkedIn and your and your goals have changed. Right. You already know how to navigate college and how in the clubs that are available to you. Now you're f- shifting focus to learning about career opportunities, um, you know, getting to learn about different firms that you might apply to, um, meeting professionals, getting advice from them to help you throughout. Career fairs. Your, yeah, things like going that. to career yeah. fairs and network, you know, net, networking with people now outside of your university. Yeah, back when career your fairs were circle. You're moving from person. a, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, gosh. I didn't realize, I had no idea my first career fair. I didn't know really the, you had to have a dress code and you had to have your resume yeah, printed. Resume. I remember yeah. Mary and I literally after class one day totally dressed casually. We were like, should we just stop by? Maybe like see what's out there? Yeah. And we get there and everyone's in suits and ties. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we're just like, oh no, we cannot do this. But th- totally besides the fact. But Career fairs uh, obviously are important. But again, you know, as you're older, as you're a mm-hmm. junior or senior. So definitely go to career fairs like when you're a freshman or sophomore. Right understand you know the um the environment see what it's like you know talk to a few people just to, to kind of have a practice conversation mm, yeah. but then get really ready like once you're a junior or senior like show up is this professional have a resume have your talking points and then really that's that's when in-person networking goes old school i mean that, that's no longer linkedin yep. it's no longer emails that's face to face and you can really make a good impression and, and get a star or, or you know yep. uh, a mark on, on the resume you turn in and you know that could turn into an interview you never know and like i said earlier it's all about how much effort you want to put in because let's say you go to those career fairs yes you can show up and yes you can shake hands with someone and get a card but it's about the follow up it's about sending an email saying thank you i appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today it's about connecting with them on linkedin it's about you know taking going the extra mile because that will set you apart from a lot of people who didn't take the time to do that Exactly. Um, and obviously that's more catered towards juniors and even going into senior year. That's more towards if you're really looking for a job soon. Um, but taking the time is very important your yeah. junior year. And, and you know what? I want to speak um, on, you know, the power of networking. Because yep. we all know people that, you know, had maybe lower credentials than others that we know. But because they were so on top of their network and they knew the right people, they knew how to connect to these people on a, on a deeper level and, and learn from them 
they were able to leverage what they learned from just their people skills right. mm-hmm. and actually like outperform mm-hmm. the the people with better credentials. I think that's yeah. a really good you know, point. Get, yeah, it's networking is very powerful. And a great a equalizer. People, mm-hmm. A lot of people under yeah, it is a great equalizer, uh, and it's a, often underestimated. Yeah. When I, no, sorry, go ahead. I think that's a, a really good point to, mm-hmm. to emphasize. So I think there's there's obviously like a bar that everyone has to be above for a certain company to, to work there, right? Yes. Yep. That's the baseline. But then once you're above that bar, like there's there's strong and then there's stronger candidates, but but that line is much more hazy. And say you have two candidates that are very similar, you know, in skill level for a technical role, or consulting or finance role or marketing, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. You take one of those candidates that's very well networked with the alumni from their school at that firm, understands the language, understands the job that much better than the other person just mm-hmm. because they've done that networking. Yep. That's going to come out as more polished, more impressive, and really yep. just uh, someone that can get plugged into that company. So, so Pat and Elizabeth, I mean, I didn't, for me, it's like networking can literally give you a leg up, even if you're the exact same skill level as somebody else. 100%. Right. Um, I think in a big way, um, my dad always would tell me this growing up, but a little phrase that I've always said to myself is preparation builds confidence Mm. beyond belief. If you go in, like you were saying, two candidates, if you are prepared, if you've done your research, if you know about the company, if you can communicate well and professionally, you are so much, you're taken so much more seriously Mm -hmm. than that other candidate who may have like a 4.0 GPA and was in a really high program and is trying to get their math. Like you could still go really far if you don't have all these credentials. Yeah. Right. You really can. Yep. Yep. And that you all can. comes from, from networking, right? Networking, like 100%. Understanding the language, understanding the lingo. But I, if we're talking about senior year now, let's, yeah. let's talk about how much more targeted and focused the networking is. Because yeah. I, I think there's a relatively wide net as you're younger. And then once you get into senior year, you know, you're dialed in on maybe the type of industry, the type of role, and then maybe, you know, hopefully the companies that you want to work for. Mm-hmm. So now you're not just networking across industry, across job type. You're really networking across people in a, in a firm yeah. that are a few years older than you. Yep. You know, if you have those connections at the partner level that are, you know, much older, more senior. So how did you guys do that really targeted mark, uh, networking when you got older? Um, honestly, a lot of it for me, um, you know, there was two two um, jobs that I was really interested in, which was managing consulting and investment banking. And so as you lear- do your research about you know those jobs, you start learning about the top firms. Then you get in- into uh, the groups within that firm. And you know that's just from outside research that you do. Then you could be like, then you realize like, oh wow, this seems interesting to me. This, this fits my needs, what I wanna learn, my long-term goals. Um, and then you, you know, I use the LinkedIn tool um, to find people that have done that, that were at SMU or not, and I reached out to them. That was how I, uh, you know, connected with a very specific, you know, like you said, a senior year, it gets so targeted, the the audience that you want to yes. network with, right? You're very, talking to very a very narrow, specific yeah. group of people. So that's how I, I, LinkedIn was huge for me. And also friends that, you know, when I was a freshman, uh, you know, in a fraternity, obviously the seniors, got good jobs mm-hmm. in, in investment making and consulting as well, which was what my, like I said, my interest was. And, you know, I was able to talk to them mm-hmm. and they were especially some of the best people to network with because yep. they knew me and they talked to me very real. Like, hey, they're not gonna, they're not they're, they're gonna shoot straight it. with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is great, honestly, to yeah, know. Very right. great. You know, sometimes, and you know, sometimes the truth is harsh. Like, hey, I don't know if you're 
cut out for this. Like this is, you know, this is how much I work. I don't know, you know, I don't really like it, but a lot, you know, etc. The work-life balance is a huge topic that sometimes a lot of people that you don't know when you network with them, they'll uh, they'll, you know, slide a little bit past you. Yeah. Mine so, was solely LinkedIn. I really only talked like I would reach out to people, connect with people, and then. Um, give them some messages right. and be like, hey, mm-hmm. like, are you guys looking to hire? And also, I went premium for two months. I know that that's like yeah. so bougie. I don't care. Yeah. It was so worth it. I got to uh, connect with way more recruiters and kind of be like, see how I compared with applicants and got all that inside stuff. And that made me feel better when I was yeah. applying because my I wanted to go into marketing. I didn't I was unfortunately not, you know, well connected with many people in marketing. Right. Um, but I just kept putting feelers out and I used my sister's, uh, friends who were in the workforce about four years. So they were in a good enough position where I could reach out and be like, Hey, you've been here long enough. Do you know who I need to talk to to get my foot in the door at this one place? Right. So on and so forth. Right. Um, so I think as broad as it can be, if you use LinkedIn correctly, if you do, I did email notifications when someone would post a job, I would know about it. Um, specific searches, connect with people, send messages, they'll look. Right. You know, it's really important. And that's how I got my job. Like, it's not impossible to get a job on LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. And, and I think two points I want, I want to yeah. circle on there real quick. The first that you just kind of glazed right over is like, you were looking for a job in marketing and you didn't necessarily study that area. Like your major was in sociology, right? Markets and culture. Markets and culture, yeah. yeah. Same thing. But for me, it was similar. Like I was an engineering major, but I wanted to get a job in business, like in management mm-hmm. consultant, like Pat mentioned. And so for people like us, now networking is even that much more important because oh, yeah. you're looking for a career in not an area that you, your yeah. major focus mm-hmm. of study was. So you know, for anybody out there that's like in engineering and wants to go to business or, or maybe is in you know, pre-health or pre-law and they decide mm-hmm. they want to go to business or, or vice versa, any, any combination, yep. use networking as, an, as, as a tool there that, yeah, that helps you way. definitely cross over and get that lever into a, a, an area that you didn't major in. So, so that's the first thing. Yes. And the second thing is, Using the tools that your school provides you, whether it's LinkedIn, yeah, career centers, or career center, LinkedIn Learning, or it a Handshake. Is I'm not kidding. A lot of colleges use Handshake now, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can have notifications, like Isabel said, that just tell you when any job opens at any company you're interested in. You just select them in your inbox, and you're ready to go. Right. Yep. A lot of our networking is very virtual, and that was, mm-hmm. you know, part of a you know given rise because we graduated during the COVID. Uh, scare and you know that that pandemic so that's why a lot of yeah. our focus recently on you know on this podcast has been virtual but but it's probably it here very to stay helpful. right yeah I mean, yeah I, I think, think it so. is here to stay and I but I remember networking with people and asking them about networking like how to do it better maybe recommendations and they said that they would even travel to the location of the the group that they were talking with and have lunch with people like this yeah. one girl that I was networking with she was interested in interested in a group in New York she during a weekend flew to New York and met with one of the managing directors at this firm and ended up getting the job obviously that is if, another if level your schedule is conducive to do <laughs> yeah, that, that yes is, that is another and your, level of and dedication. your college budget let's, yeah let's think but that. Yeah, I think exactly. that's great if you go the extra mile like that you are remembered that yeah. is important that is definitely an extra couple and if, miles. if you're oh. yes obviously and if you're <laughs> doing that let's say in whatever respective city you're in suggest that go get lunch go mm-hmm. get coffee go meet the person um if you I, I did that can, a lot oh yeah same yeah, yeah even covid and everything they're like we'd love to meet you i because- I'd, I'd do coffee chats and, and yeah this networking now is kind of spanning into you, you use networking to, to prepare for interviewing and, and jobs yes. so like i would network and i'd, I'd get coffee and i'd do case and yeah. interview preparation for for jobs but 
Yeah, the extra mile. And and I think that actually led me into, into like one of the last most important topics of networking in my mind is like actually finding mentors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because the ultimate goal so of networking, you know, is to have the network, but it's it's also really to find mentors that are going to help you along your path. And through some of my networking, you know, I ended up finding mentors at uh, companies that, you know, I ended up not working for that you know, I'm still in touch with. And yeah. I still reach out to for, for guidance and help. And before I even got a job, like they were people that I turned to on how to approach interviews and, and how to approach networking other people at, at senior you know level. So so find your mentors. Right? That's a really good point, because if you create a good enough connection, almost like relationship or friendship with people at other companies, let's say you want to circle back in a few years and you want to maybe work for this company eventually or maybe an opportunity arises where you could. If you still have that connection and that good relationship with someone, even if you didn't work there, that, that'll benefit you later. Right. There are plenty of places that I didn't end up working for that I would love to maybe connect with later on, mm-hmm. but I still know them and it could still work out. Yeah. Another hack that I want to talk uh, about um, before we jump into uh, the next you know, chronological order of networking within your, your job now. Um, you also don't need to, using LinkedIn tool, you don't need to connect with them and then find the contact info and get their email. These companies that uh, the people that you're trying to network with are at, they have they have email like guide, like uh, a general email format. Like it'll be first name dot last name at whatever company.com, something like that. So you can honestly find their name, and with their name, usually find their email by searching, you know, whatever company email. <laughs> yeah. so, but very, this is a way. Very, very relevant, funny story here. Uh, I used to do that. Like, yeah, I do it in all college. The time. And I, I was like, it. I wonder what that's like, you know, like to get that email. So I, I start my job. Um, oh God! And I, I literally, no it was. I had just gotten my computer, my new email address. And it's already set up. And I open so up, I open emails. up my, my email address, and I already had messages from people in college. <gasps> no. Hi, like you know, my name is such and such. <laughs> I'm a junior at blank school, and I'm studying this, and I'd like to talk to you about blah blah blah, and like see if you have any yeah. input. And I'm like, I didn't even have this email address when this person sent this email <laughs> yeah, to me. That's yeah, crazy. that is wild. So it works, and I, I responded. I said, Wow. Like, yeah, like sure, like let's set up a call, and you know mm-hmm. we touch base, and, and hopefully I gave them some some helpful thoughts on on the process. But like, they had emailed me before I even knew what my email was. Right? That's awesome. insane. But the, yeah, people are leveraging their network, and that's just uh, an example of uh, how far people are are going exactly. to to get uh, you know to help themselves out. Yeah. But yeah, use your tools. Use I your tools. And so know. now this networking, it all builds up, right? It helps you really. Um, communicate better and now that we're in our full-time jobs for me I'm, as a consultant Ben's a consultant as well but I've really noticed that okay you have like a when you start your job you have an engagement manager or something that fills the role of helping you um you know find the first project that you're going to work prepare with you yeah and onboard you and all yeah that. prepare you and onboard you but find the roles that you want right but they'll give you tasks to do but if you go out and network within your firm and find the tasks that you want to work to help you know get experience to really senior guys or maybe you want to learn about something and there's a a project that is going on doing that you know where you can learn what you want to learn um you know you're not going to be able to join that project or or know even know about it if you don't network within your firm and so that's that's how networking has shifted for us uh today Uh, i have a friend who just started his job 
He literally just got out of training. And he literally has an Excel spreadsheet of everyone in his group. Um, you know, and it, has he talked to them? Has he sent an email to them? Have they responded? And what he learned from them? And he's trying to get it to 100%. Jeez. So he he is taking it to the next level. Okay, well, uh, he so obviously yeah. has not been staffed yet. So well, it's only <laughs> yeah, enough time for that. It's only a couple days after uh, after he finished training. But uh, that that's just <laughs> a dedication. I, I, I thought that was awesome. I'm going to give props to him. I am in my role in a little similar similarly to that. I do a lot of marketing. So... Mine's not so much wanting to um, network in my in my company or my team to be a part of a project or something else like you were saying. Mine's more, who do I need to talk to that I could use to my benefit to gain more experience in the field that I'm currently in? So I use a lot of design every day, but I'm not, I didn't have any experience in design in school. Like I taught myself everything. Mm. So I've been talking to a lot of people within my team like, hey, you guys have been using design for years. I really haven't. I would love to up my skills. Who do I need to talk to or where do I need to go to learn these skills so I can be on your level and I can improve my skills. And then, you know, not to say this would happen anytime soon, but if I wanted to move up in a different career path, Mm -hmm. I'd have that under my belt. So networking goes both ways. It's who you know and then what obviously experience you get. So use them both to your advantage and you can get a lot of experience under your belt. Yeah, I think that on on my side, it's a combination of both of you. So like first, I think it almost circles back a little bit to, to what it's like when you first start start college. You, you wanna network with people that are in your role or slightly above your role that are gonna help you when you first start. Because mm-hmm. you start your first job and, and you think you have a pretty good understanding of what you're doing, but at, at the end of the day, like you really don't. And, and it's great to have someone that's been in your role maybe a year or two that you can just lean on for casual questions that you might not want to reach out to your formal manager for. Right. So, so that that's really good. It's finding someone that's number one. You know that, that's been in your role. Number two is, is exactly like Patrick was saying. If you're in a in a project based role, network to find what cool projects are coming down the pipeline. You know whether you're consulting or in finance or maybe if you're in, in a project based in another industry, know what's out there because say you're really interested in tech or healthcare or you know in energy and, and there's projects that are out there like you can find them through networking and get on them and. The third point that I'll say is is network to advance your career. Like, talk to the people that are in leadership at your firm, at your office, the partners, you know, the junior level partners, uh, because because they're really gonna want to know who are the young up and coming, yep, you know, new members, and, and if they're passionate and, and if they're gonna be able to help them on their team, and, and that'll help you go far. If you show interest, if you show that you want to work hard on something there's really no reason why you wouldn't be pulled in to work on something right. with that team. Yeah. Like it's also just for experience, they'd be happy to. All right, let's do a recap. I'll start it off. So networking, obviously you get right into college, you're expanding your base of people, obviously academically focused with professors, office hours, helping with studying, and then what kind of clubs and organizations you want to be in. Yeah. And then I also want to talk about like junior, senior year going into the workforce and networking with people who you might want to work with in the future. Um, Like I said a little earlier, preparation builds confidence, you know, prepare yourself, do your research, get to know people. um, Use your tools. Use your tools. Use that to your advantage. Right. And And then then so after junior and senior year networking, you know, you're in your job, you're your networking really focuses to people within your firm to give you advice on how to succeed in your role and then also for you to go out and find the experiences that you want to have and what, what you want to learn, join the projects or, or whatever deal that you want to do and you know help you advance your career. Yep. So those are the three stages of networking that we've talked and, about today. And if there's any overarching themes across all those, it's, it's be passionate, yep. find your mentors, 
and be relentless. Put in the effort. It's all on you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, the power of networking is is really underestimated. And uh, I think all of you guys should, listeners should give it a try. Mm -hmm. So... Reach out with any questions. Yeah, reach out with any questions you have for us. You can email us at everydayexperts at gmail.com. Also, if you have any contact recommendations, you can send those emails to us as well. Uh, Thank you again for listening. This has been another episode of the Everyday Experts podcast. Let's go. See ya. Bye.